Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoyed this message. Okay, so we're in our last week of a series. So if this is the first time you've been here, we have a series which has been called Strokes and Swings. And I'm going to go over what that means briefly for those people here for the first times. And you're thinking, what is Strokes and Swings? And what it basically is, is rowing terminology. I'm not a rower, but I can Google. So that, that helps, doesn't it? That helps us. We're all experts through Google. And in rowing, you know, the rowers, when you watch them in the Olympics or you watch them, you know, at, at like maybe a private school where they're going up and down a river, maybe in Melbourne, you know, they're rowing forward, but they're facing backwards. So they're rowing in the direction they can't see. And that's a bit like you and me. We're in the boat, but, but and we're rowing. And we're, in, in life, we can look back from where we've been. We, we can see where we've been. We can experience. We can think back when I did that and when I did that and the emotions. But we're actually moving backwards into our future. We don't know what our future is. We can't see our future. We're hoping for the best in our future. And whether you like it or not, every one of us is moving into the future. You have no control of your movement, because the day will finish and the night will come and the sun will rise tomorrow and that's the future. You're gonna be in the future tomorrow even though you don't even necessarily want to be. It's, it's life, we're all going to go into the future and we're going backwards because we don't know what it is until we get there. But in the very back of the boat, there's a guy or a girl who isn't rowing and they're the coach and the coach is seeing the future. The coach can see the tomorrow before you can see it. And so the coach is given directions and he's calling out. He's saying, go faster or go slower or he's saying, stay in your lane. He, he can see the other team ahead in their boat and he can see the finishing line. He can say to you, go quicker, hurry up, hurry up. And you're going, why I don't feel like it's going, now's the time, now's the time. The coach can see what's happening tomorrow before you do because he's the coach and it's like God is in our boat and he's our coach he can see tomorrow and as they're in the boat and they're oaring rowing oaring rowing with their oars that's terminology rowing terminology in case you guys didn't realize just and and the guy at the very back of the boat which is closest to the coach he can see the coach's face. He can see the coach's expression. He can sense the coach's frustration. He knows what the coach wants. And that person sets the pace. That is called the stroker. The stroker sets the pace. So all the other rowers look to the stroker as to how fast or how slow or what rhythm they're going to be in. They don't decide. The stroker decides. They just do what the stroker says. If they start deciding, I'm going to go quick because I just feel like it, the boat will be chaotic. The boat will be out of rhythm. The boat won't move forward. So the stroke sets the pace and the rest of the the rowers follow. And that kind of speaks of unity. It speaks of oneness. And as they're moving their oars in perfect sync, and as the oars hit the water, one at the exact same motion, and the exact same motion that comes out of the water, it causes that appearance that you see. It looks like the, the boat's gliding on the water. The boat's just like almost magically just easy, just flowing. It, it's hard work, but it looks so easy. That's called swing. That momentum of just gliding through the water is called the swing. And as we get our lives in line with God's ways and we get in rhythm of what his word says and how to live life, then we gather sync. We swing. We gather sync. We, we're in sync, but we gather swing. We gather that momentum that takes us forward. And so we've looked at finances first week. We looked at getting in sync with putting God first in our finances. We looked at putting God first in our relationships and sowing the good seeds of relationships. Being kind, being loving, encouraging words, looking out for other people. 
demonstrating forgiveness and we've looked at emotional, mental health and physical, like our physical being race ready from Pastor Glenn. And this week, I've entitled today's message, Responding to Your Season. Responding, because in the race, there's different stages. There's a time to go fast, there's a time to go slow. You know, in the race, there's different moments of time. And that's what I want to look at today. And so when you row according to God's pace, he considers the adjustments you need to make at what stage of life you're in. He doesn't expect things from you now that he might have expected 10 years ago. There's different seasons that we go through that he expects different things. So when the coach says go faster, we need to go faster. When the coach says, hey, 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 take it easy right now, we need to take it easy. When the coach just says, hey, stop and rest and know that I'm God, be still. We need to be still. We need to hear the voice of the coach and and not go against his instructions because he knows what's ahead and what's the best part of the race. You know, there's so many um, examples in the Bible of men and women that went through so many different variety of seasons. Life isn't one season. Life is made of lots of seasons, not just four, lots and lots of seasons. And we have so many examples in the Bible of people who had to adjust their tact, how to adjust their approach through different seasons that they found themselves in, good and bad. Seasons change. Winter will pass. Winter in Shepparton is going to pass. I say it to myself every morning, this is just a season. It's just a season. I know, I I was here in summer briefly. I know it gets warm. You know, it it does happen. You can't live in today's moment and think it's going to be like this forever because life is made of many seasons. Whatever you're going through today, whether it's good or bad, and and especially if it's bad, you know, it's not going to last. One thing you do know, it won't last. It's only a season. It will pass. The season, let your oars of your life row in according to God's ways. Don't let the season define you. Whatever you're doing, whatever's happening, right, don't let this season of what you're going through define who you are. You are not the season. The season is just an environment you're going through while you're going somewhere else. Don't become that season. Be you. The season isn't what defines you. There's a U2 song that's called um, Stuck in a Moment. And in the American version of it um, is of a guy who, who's in the grandstand of the video. He's in the grandstand and he's probably, I don't know, he looks like he's 50-something. He's probably 40-something, but, but he looks older. And um, he's up there and he's, he's kind of like almost a bit miserable, depressed. His life hasn't gone anywhere where he wanted it. It doesn't look like he's married with children. It, it, I think my understanding of it was he was like in a low-level paying job. He didn't have a fulfilled life. There's probably some addictions, it appears. And he's up in this grandstand alone, just looking down at the field. It was just just a real depressing sight. And then the the video goes into some imagery of his thinking. And you see this young guy, maybe 17, 18, at a football game, like a high school gridiron American football. And the score's tied and locked. And the, the hooter goes for the end of the game. It's the end of the year. It's the premiership. And this image is this guy, this old guy, and he's the kicker, and he had to take the kick. And if he kicked it over, they won the premiership, and the cheerleaders are going crazy, and the fans are going crazy, and he gets up kind of like, yeah, and he kicks, and it misses. And then the whole crowd just kind of quiet and somber. Didn't even need help. There you go. I said I'm a a word whisperer. No. And, And the crowd leaves the stadium. And he's standing there in the, in the field at 18 with the lights going out, just stuck in a moment. And the imagery of this video is he never moved out of that moment. 
He never left that season. For the rest of his life, that failure, he couldn't get over. He couldn't forgive himself. That failure of that one moment defined his whole life. The song is about don't get stuck in a moment. You know, we all muck up. We all make mistakes. We can't get stuck in the moment. Don't yet your season, the season you're in now, define who you are and what you are. Let it be the daily habits, the daily habits of practicing rhythm, of walking according to God's ways and putting him first in your life. Those daily things of the oars in the water, the oars in the water, the oars in the water, that you would continue and you'd move on. God's ways define us, not our season. My first point today is life is not just one season. And this is a great, it's a bit of a scripture, we're going to read it. It's from Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. And this is King Solomon, supposed to be the wisest man that ever lived. And King Solomon had read, he studied, he, he tried to work out the purpose and the reason of life and why do we exist and what am I here for? And really deep questions that we all think about. And he came up with this. This is from Ecclesiastes. It's a book in the Old Testament. It says, For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace no, I missed that. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep, a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, which sometimes isn't easy to do. And a time to speak, which sometimes isn't easy to do. A time to love and a time to hate. There's a time for war, but there's a time for peace. Solomon's telling us that all through life, there's more than one season. You will go through so many different seasons over your lifetime. And, and sometimes it might seem contradictory. In that season, I did this, but God wants me in this season to do that. We think God's the same in every season. God's the same, but we have to adjust according to the seasons. And, and we, we heard of a, a young couple that first baby died. And like, how sad. And, and yet, it, you know, I, I saw that post and below the post was our daughter's wedding. And I, I mean, it was on my feed like that, but I was like, oh... I hope no one else saw the feed like that. You know, there's this sadness and their post about it and my joy. And you know what I mean? Life has seasons and we all go through different ones at different times. We're in different stages in the race. You know what I mean? That's, that's what we need to adjust to whatever season God has for you at this time and to be aware of that season. It's like if you, you watch the Olympics and the swimmers, it's a 1500 meter freestyle. But if you dive out of the blocks as if it's a 100 metres and you just gun it, you're going to like drown halfway through that thing. Those guys pace themselves to 1,500. They start with a bit of a rhythm. No one's trying to take the lead. They just, they're pacing themselves. But when they get to those last few laps, boom, they've got that energy. You know, Gerhard is a practising for marathons. And, and, you know, a marathon runner doesn't run the marathon as if it's a 100 metre race out of the... Out of the Everyone go, oh, that person's winning. Yeah, 100, they're leading. 
But I mean, halfway through the marathon, you're going to be dragging them off the ground. They're not even going to finish the race. So you run a marathon to finish it, to win, but maybe just to, to, to finish it is what many people do. And in life, we need to run the race of life that we're going to finish it. God wants you to finish the race. He doesn't want you to go bursting out of the blocks too early. So when the coach says, hey, slow it down, slow it down, take it easy. This isn't the season. We need to hear his voice and because he knows the times and the seasons for our life. When I was first a Christian, 17 or 18, I got passionate and I was zealous for God. I made a decision to follow Jesus. I wanted to be a pastor and I wanted to conquer the world. And I wanted to do this and I was going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And I was so frustrated because it all wasn't happening in the first two years. It's like, what's wrong, God? What are you doing? What's wrong with me? But God has his timings. He knew if I ran the marathon and I busted my, my, my boiler after 100 meters, I wouldn't be here today. You, know, you wouldn't be at the end of the journey. He loves me so much. He loves you so much. He wants you to finish the race. He doesn't want you to burn out halfway through the race. His wisdom is to get you over the line. He wants you in heaven. He wants eternity with you. He doesn't want you to just collapse on this earth. There's a great scripture, and it's in Psalms. 31.15, if we could put that up. And I want to encourage you, don't get frustrated in your season. I was the most frustrated person you could meet when my expectations weren't met in my timing. But I'm glad that God taught me patience and I learned to submit to his will and not my will be done. And it says in Psalm 31.15, which is like a poetry book in the Old Testament, it says, my times are in your hand, talking of God. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. When we realize and we submit ourselves to the timings of God, that frustration goes out. It's like, hey, it's okay. This is where I am right now, Lord. This is the season. You know, to read the season that we're in really can help us emotionally not get disturbed and upset. We need to trust the decision of the coach. I trust it. Okay, this isn't the season to run. I want to run. I want to run. He's saying, hey, hey, just, just learn to walk. Just learn to walk. The, the day to run will come. Your season will come. I had many words over the years like, your time will come. Your time will come. But I don't determine the time. The coach determines the season and the time. He has a plan for your life. The coach can see the future where the boat's going. You have backs to the boat. He can see. He directs the boat. We, see, we sing this. We say this every week. Jeremiah 29, 11, just about. It's a scripture. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You see, there, there's no cookie-cutter thing in God. Like He doesn't look at you and you've done a degree in nursing, so your path will be this. Yeah, he doesn't look at you and you've studied this, so your path will be the same as that person. Or you became a Christian at this age, and so you're going to be... You're an individual with your own giftings, your own callings, your own ways. He has a unique plan to use you in his kingdom and in his church that's going to bring fulfillment in your life, in society, according to who you are. He knows the timings. He knows the speeds. He knows the seasons and when and why. We need to trust in him. I've had so many friends over the years that wanted to run early and they pushed doors and they ran early. Many of them don't follow God today. Many of them don't have their marriages anymore. Many of them have lost everything they had because they didn't submit to the sovereign hand of the coach and trust his ways above our ways. My next point is adapting to the conditions. Knowing the season you're in, recognizing and, and hearing his voice, what, what season this is, we need to adapt to the conditions. What, and I think it's a factor in what stage of life are you? You're a teenager. 
You can't expect to be buying a house. It's not the right season generally. You're a teenager. You're, you, you have to submit yourself to your parents because that's what the Bible says. You're, you're in your parents' home. That's a season of submission. You won't be always submitting to your parents. It's just a season. You'll be looking at courses and subjects. 20s and th- in your 20s, you, you probably want to enjoy life a bit. You don't want to get too bogged down, maybe too early. What's the season you're in? Is it a season? I'm in my early 20s. I have to study. That's the season. I'm doing a degree. Don't fight the season. Go with the season God has you in. Maybe late 20s, early 30s. It's, 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 and I, this is not cook, this I'm just generalizing. Everybody has different stages of, of what's right and for you, you know, and, and society's changing. But maybe you've got young children. But maybe that's a season where you've, you've spent your 20s getting established in your career and your 30s, it might be balancing that with children and giving them time. You know, recognizing the season that you're in. You know, if I had to run the race doing what I wanted to do in my 20s and 30s, my little girls probably would never have seen me. You know, I, God wanted to fulfill my desire to be a good father as well as my desire to serve him. His timings are not my timings. His ways are not my ways. T.D. Jakes, um, in a little video um, in YouTube, talks about um, a scripture in the Bible where it's talking about Benjamin, which is one of the tribes of Israel. But he was, he was actually a person. And the, kind of, the father kind of speaks over Benjamin, his son's life. And uh, he says, in, Benjamin in the morning will devour the prey, and in the evening he will divide the spoil. And T.D. Jakes, which is a famous American preacher, statesman type of guy he says basically he's saying in your young days in your youth in your in your early years devour the prey set up yourself get your career get your finances in order budget build a platform for the future because then the future self of you will be in the evening and you'll be able to divide the spoil if, if we don't put the hard yards in when we're young we're not going to enjoy the the, the the spoil of having a secure older years you, you can't spend all your money when you're young and just leave the high life and then expect in my older years that I'm, I'm going to be set up. And that's why he's basically said there's a wisdom of what season are you in to recognize that season. You know, there's a time to plant and there's a time to build. Is it a season for you to plant? Is it a time for you to be getting seeds in the ground for your future with your finances, with your relationships? Is it a season for you to be pruning stuff in your life, cutting things back, maybe becoming a minimalist? I'd actually like the whole minimalist thing. But, you know, maybe you need to get some clutter out of your house. Is, is there a pruning time? Maybe the God's pruning something in your heart. Instead of fighting it and resisting it, it's like, Lord, I j- just do what you need to do because I know it, I'm, it's going to produce fruit at the end of the day. I'm going to be, I'll have flowers in summer. I'll have fruit in summer. I let, let, let this happen in winter, Lord. There's a time to mourn. You know, sometimes as Christians we go, oh, I can't get upset and depressed and be negative. And, oh, when, when you've had a loss... Like when my father died, to myself, you know, I mourned and I had to let myself mourn. You know, when, when you've had a loss, like that, those parents with that little baby, they need to mourn. It's right to mourn. God created us to mourn in our spirits over things. If we don't release that and go through the process, it, it, it's a baggage that goes with us. There's a time to laugh. Some of us, we need to start to laugh about things in life. Not to be so serious. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. Let these processes take place. Maybe for you, it's a time to make peace with some people. It, it, it's, it's time. The war's over. It's time for peace. I'm going to go into a season of peace. I, I just really feel that's the right thing to do. 
you know, knowing your season is important. Whether you're a surfer, Pastor Glenn used to be a surfer. I used to be too, anyway. <laughs> a long time ago. That was a different season, yes, thank you. <laughs> different season. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Yes, and fishermen. Fishermen like trawlers in Port Lincoln. Geordie's from Port Lincoln, my son-in-law, and you got all the boats and the, the, the oyster farmers and all the tuna farmers and fishermen or whatever they do. They, they, if, if they're going to go out on the sea, they check the conditions before they go out. They, they go out and they, they look, is it gonna, what's the tide like? What's the moon like that night? What's the, the swell? What direction is the wind coming from? You know, is it, is it going to be stormy out there? And if the conditions aren't going to be good, they go, you know what? Three days later, they're going to be better. Why don't we use the next three days to, to mend our nets, to do a bit of work on the boat? You know, there's a wisdom in recognizing the conditions. What are the seasons for you right now? Wisdom will help you maybe take a break for a day or two, pause for a little bit, or maybe it's time for you to press in. Maybe it's time for you to step in, to get deeper into something. You know, responding to our conditions. Maybe God's encouraging you to go for that promotion at work. Maybe he's encouraging you to apply for that job and you're like, oh, they'll expect me to be somebody. Oh, if I apply for that, I'll have to be responsible and I'll have to go to work early or I might have to stay back. You know, maybe God's saying, I want you to go for that thing. I want you to put your hat in the ring. You know, what is the season that God is asking you to go? Is the coach saying, I need you to step up? Maybe he's saying, come and serve on a team at church or run a connect group. Maybe it's time for some of you to get back on the horse, you know, to get back in the boat, to kind of go, you know what, I'm going to trust again. What is the coach saying to you as the rower in the boat? Recognizing that season. You know, when my girls were really little, I worked in, in, in my 30s, I worked in a nine-to-five type jobs. You know, I worked for Telstra back then, and, and I was a salesperson, and then I became a sales manager for Telstra. It was a great job. I really loved it. Got abused a lot, but it was good. It taught me some great skills with being abused and threatened and calling police, all kinds of stuff. It was, it was a different every day. It was good fun. But I, it was. It was crazy stuff went on. A woman chased me with a cane once. <laughs> I had to call the police on. I had a duty of code anyway. Anyway. In the trenches for the Australian government at the time. That was me. Um, I don't know. What am I talking about? Yes, I had a nine-to-five job because I had little girls. And I wanted to be a father that was around as well as just had a job where I could go home and not have to think about anything. You know, what's the season? What's the stage you're in? You know, later in life, when my girls got a bit older, I I did some more study and became a high school teacher. And then opportunity came up to do some master's degrees through the course I was in that had a window on it. I had to take the option or it would go. And I had to make a decision, do I want to do it? I didn't, but I actually didn't want to do it. But I knew if, if the option came in 10 years, I was never going to do it. So I had to go, this season makes it available for me. The season of having 12 weeks holiday as a teacher, which is a beautiful thing. I, I thought, you know, I could use that 12 weeks to finish, do master's degrees every year. And so I did all my school holidays. I did, wrote and did assignments for master's degrees because I thought this season won't last forever. Recognising the condition you're in of when you should seize the moment and when you shouldn't is something really important. And I'm giving you some personal examples. Another season was when I was feeling a bit burnt out from teaching and I felt like that season was coming to an end. I just had this, I just got a word from God that it's a new day, I'm going to do a new thing. And I took my long service leave. And on my long service leave, I'm very tempted to go and do all this stuff on my property, you know, and my acreage. I could do this project, I could do that project, I could do this. But I had to just go, you know what, this is a season to just detox. This is a season to just stop. 
This is long service leave for me just to take a rest. So we went on overseas on a holiday to Italy. It was great fun. And then when I came back, it was only for a few weeks, I was tempted to get outside and do all this stuff on my property. And I had to just go, no, no, stop. Because the next season is going to be really, really busy. And you're going to be burnt out before it starts. And you're going to regret that you didn't take that season that God gave you to have a sabbatical. That season just to stop thinking and stop doing and busyness and busyness. And I'd wake up some days and I was like, oh, I'm going to go mow the yard and I'll do the hair drying. I had to go, no, this is Netflix. Just sit and look at Netflix for once in your life. This is not something I do. Watch Netflix all day, no matter how tempting it is to get out there and you look at the yard and you look at... I had to force myself to just stop. What is the thing that you just have to stop not doing anymore? Just have a break from something, you know? We all have to recognize the seasons that we're going through. One thing I noticed from surfing is this. Surfers don't fight against the wave. It looks like they're fighting. The surfers are actually going with the flow of the wave. See, a surfer reads the wave. They read which wave to take. They don't take any wave. Certain waves are not going to be good for them. They, they recognize the position they need to put themselves in where the wave's going to come from and what's going to be ideal for them. And then they don't just do whatever they want on the wave. See, the wave changes. One wave can have many different aspects to it. The wave could have a big barrel. Well, when they're in the barrel, they're not going to do fancy moves. That's not the place you get fancy in the barrel. You just stop. You just stop and you just sit in it until you get out. Maybe you're in a barrel right now. God's just saying, don't get too fancy. Just read the word. Just pray. You know, if you're in a tunnel right now, it's those daily practices and habits of putting your oars in, putting your oars in, getting up, having breakfast, read your Bible, pray. Those daily habits of just building rhythm in your life and following God's ways. There's going to be other parts of the wave where you can do your big cutbacks and maneuvers. But you, don't, you can't decide to do a big maneuver in any spot. The wave forms itself for the opportunity for you to do it. See, the wave's in control. You're just taking the opportunity of the wave. And that's like life, the seasons we're in. We've got to, don't fight against your season. Recognize it. Go with the flow of that. And when the next season comes, the next wave, that's the time where you can strike. But we've got to realize and recognize that in God. My third point is finishing the race requires oars that row in rhythm. All the, the oars of your life need to flow together. They can't be in different sinks. They can't be out of whack. Again, it's those constant areas of our life. We're putting God first in our finances. We're sowing seeds for good relationships. We're looking after ourselves healthy. We're recognizing the seasons we're in. We're building those daily things, the small things. They're the things that really get us through. See, the habits you do in the good times are what will see you through the bad times. The habits that you develop and practice in the good times, in the good seasons, are the very practices that will drive you and take you through your darkest hour that you just keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And you will get out of that tunnel and you will look back and, and, and go, oh, thank goodness that I never gave up in the tunnel. Thank goodness I woke up another day. Thank goodness I continued in God another day, another day, another day, another oar in the water. There's a proverb called 3121, and it says this, she has no fear of winter for her household. This is a lot of scriptures in the Bible are masculine, and, but this one's a feminine scripture talking about a woman. She has no fear of winter for her household, not having fear of, of discomfort, not a fear of the season that is coming that may be not be pleasant. I know it's coming, and there's not a fear about it. 
Scripture says, for she has made warm clothes for all of them. You see, we've said it before, summer bodies are made in winter. So what you do in the good season, what you do when things are going great are the very things that will determine when you're going through a bad season, when you're going through your winter. What have you been doing in summer when things are good? Treasure up those things, save, do the things that you need to. See, people would have looked at this woman and said, what are you doing making winter clothes? It's summer. You're nuts. You're crazy. What are you doing that for? Go to the beach. Go do that. Go do that. You know, it's too hot. Just looking at you make those woolen clothes is making me hot. It's too, it's too hot. It's 45 in Shepherd and you're making jumpers. She's not thinking of today. She's thinking of the season that's going to be hard on a family. It's going to be discomforted. It's not going to be pleasant. It might be dark for long hours, but she's getting ready. She's not fearing it. And that's how the habits that we do don't drop your oars when, when, you're, when the race is flowing. You know, when things are going good is when we keep going with those basic things of being rhythm with God's ways. Amen. Psalm 1, 2 to 3 is another scripture. This is a great one. It says, but his, this is just talking about a person, but his delight, but your delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, God's ways, that just means. It doesn't mean legalistic. It's just in God's word, God's ways, God's principles of doing things. And on his law, principles, policies, ways, he meditates day and night. Here is the person with the oars in the water, rowing day and night. They're thinking about God. They're thinking about his word. They're thinking about the principles and the ancient wisdom that's in the Bible. Wisdom that, that all the greenies and hippies and, and, and people who think it's really cool, they should be into the Bible. It's the ancient wisdom of, of the ages that can be a treasure for our life and how to eat and live and, and do. And he meditates day and night. That's that principle of the daily habits of doing things God's way. Your oars in the water. It says he is like a, plant, a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Here's this picture of a tree. And the tree's got planted maybe next to the Goulburn Valley River. Goulburn River. Next to SPC, whatever. I only realized that means Shepherd and Packing Company a couple of weeks ago. I went, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, a tree next to the river. And it's like when you plant your tree next to God. And you have a relationship with him. It says this person, as they're meditating on God's ways day and night, it's like a tree that's roots just kept going down and down and down. And then they started to spread. And they spread over to the water's edge. And they started to draw upon the, upon the, the river. But then as the drought came and it stopped raining and the land and the grass started going brown and the trees, the other trees started going brown and, 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 and leaves and their fruit was dropping off. This tree that kept its oars just in rhythm with God's ways and the seasons that God was saying, was a tree that had its roots planted into a secret water source that no other tree had, that no one else could even see. And when the riverbank even dried up, these roots were below the, the base of the river. They were down. When you, it looked like there's no river, no water. But there's actually water below that. The, the soil underneath the topsoil has still got some moisture in it because the sun had dried the surface. So this river looks like there's nothing to offer. But this tree is drawing from the very, very center of the water that's below. And let that be your life, that as you are following God and walking with Him and in step by step with Him, that when things aren't going great, when your winter's here, when your drought is here, when the tunnel's there, that you're drawing from a water source that no one else knows about. 
and that your fruit will continue and your leaves will continue to be green in every season. You know, my wife was talking to somebody on the Gold Coast who used to be in a rowing club and they said, you know, when one of the rowers pulls the oar out, like they get tired and they lift, everybody in the boat feels it. Like you might, they might be behind you and you just go, who, who took their oar out? Everyone in the boat can sense and feel when one rower stops because they're tired. And so I encourage you to let every oar that's in your life, every, every aspect of your life, don't drop, don't drop it. Don't, don't, don't pull that one out and go, I'm not doing that. You know, and, and in a church setting, you know, when one department or one area pulls their oars out and says, oh, we couldn't be bothered. It, we all in the boat feel the momentum slow. That's why unity, that we do it together, that we get that sink. My last scripture, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And as the music folk come up, musicians, can I encourage you, recognize the season you're in. Whatever season you're in. What is this, Lord? Is this, is this the season for pressing? Is this the season for running? Or is this the season for just steady as it goes? What is your season? But whatever it is, let your oars not be out of the water. Let, let your oars be moving. Let them be in sync with what the coach is saying and with what the stroke is leading. Keep in sync with God's ways and God's words. And then your swing, your momentum will continue. Season that you're in now define you. It's only a season. And it's not a big season. It's one season of many, according to Solomon. It's one season of many and many seasons that you'll experience. Don't let one little season define your life. Let the daily principles of following God's ways be what defines you. Why don't we stand today, if we could, and I just want to pray over us as a church. And I know there's people in this building that it's a season of restoration for you. For others, it's a season of God refreshing your life. God's going to open doors for people. It says, I don't know, someone over there, God's going to open a door. I just see a door opening for some people. Doors opening. Recognize God opportunities when they come. If you don't take the opportunity, you don't know when it's going to come again. Don't live with regrets. I'll live with regret. It's not a good feeling. But if the door opens a second time, which it did for me, I flew through it. Take opportunities when they come. Let me just pray over you. If you feel comfortable, just raise your hand or in an act of openness to, to God. Heavenly Father, I just pray for this church. And I thank you, Lord, that this is a new season. But I pray for every person in this room today, Father, that you're doing a new thing in their life. That you're restoring, Father, the brokenhearted. You're giving fresh vision to people, Father. You're strengthening people's backs, Father. You're, you're putting new words in people's mouths, Father. They would speak your word and they would speak a new season over them, Father. And I, I just lift up every family and, and every, every individual here, Father, that's a new day. And that you have good gifts for your children. As we just do the daily things of putting our walls in the water and following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc 
or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepherden.